0: Today, I want you to meet the vociferous, charming, and unbelievable 30-year-old woman at the helm of a strange new countercultural movement that is absolutely reshaping America. A movement so influential that it probably will shape the 2020 election, especially if she's right. She says that Donald Trump will get 30% of the black vote. Donald Trump only got 8% of the black vote in 2016. 15% would be a landslide she believes between 20 and 30. Well, 8% was before she started speaking out and Kanye West started wearing a Make America Great Again hat and hugging Trump in the Oval Office. Candace Owens is the one that played an enormous role in making that moment happen. She created Blexit, as in Black Exit, the idea that black people shouldn't have to vote against their own well-being just to appease someone else, especially not under the guise that it's progressive. And she has taken her movement into to the White House and into Congress. She has really pissed off a lot of people, but she has invigorated many people who felt lost and alone in the world. Today, I am positive you already know who she is, but I invite you to hear her in this setting, recorded in our Mercury Studios. It all comes together. This is one of the episodes after you finish, you're probably going to walk away with the conversation in your mind. an Enrichment, an argument, a rich dialogue, and maybe even a reason to believe. Today, Candace Owen. I am so excited to talk to you. I think you are one of the bravest uh, and most eager learners. Uh, I have seen in a long time, and you're super, super smart and gifted at um, communication. Um, but before I get into all of the the things that you have done recently and the transformation in you, I want to know who you were. You grew up. Your dad was an alcoholic. You said your life wasn't easy, right? But was it? Hard?
1: You know, that's been one of the things that's been the craziest, the craziest element of my political journey is watching the left and the media try to almost whitewash me. Like if, if when you read about Candace Owens, it sounds like I was an overprivileged, uh, rich girl that grew up in Connecticut. For some reason, just saying you grew up in Connecticut makes people think that you're wealthy. <laughs>
0: There's lots of bad places in Connecticut, <laughs> right? Really bad, and getting really worse. Yeah. Actually, right yeah. now
1: it's, a, it's sitting on an economic bubble thanks yeah. to Democrat policies. Um, uh, but my life has been tremendously hard. It's been uh, a, a very complicated life. I grew up with um, my, you know my mother psychologically and physically abusive to me and my and mm. my siblings. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive but he you know um uh, you know financially imp- impotent couldn't provide for the family and it just tremendously selfish that's what, kind of what comes with the disease of alcoholism mm-hmm. uh, where him drinking we came first mm-hmm. um so i've never uh i've never been able to relax meaning that i always had to have a job i always had to take care of myself um from what age from forever. I mean, I, the first time I, I had a job, I believe I was 14 years old, I worked at a video store. Mm. Um, and I've never, I've just never not worked. Um, mm. And I always say that That's, my. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not, yeah. it's not a bad thing at okay. all. Um, but the anxiety of knowing that you don't have parents that can take care of you,
0: that's thats a little different,
1: right? So ev- everything that I had, it was make or break, right? It's, there was no fallback plan. There's, a, mm-hmm. I guess, a confidence people have when you know that if you really mess up, your parents can help you for a period or mm-hmm. can help you pay rent for a bit. I never had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in and out of my house. Me and my mom fought a lot. Um, I was a you know, girl that I lived with my boyfriend when I was 15 years old for months because my mom would kick me out for months. Months at a time. Wow. When I was, uh, yeah, when I was uh, a teenager growing up. So I had a really, just a really rough upbringing. Uncles in prison. Just um, what I always say, I guess, is. I guess can be true of of a lot of black Americans, what you see growing up uh, because our culture is so broken. I don't know. I don't know many black Americans who don't know relatives that were in prison, relatives that have been, you know, arrested in trouble and just sort of had this a lot of dysfunction in my household. I mean, one of my earliest memories, just to give you an idea of the sort of household I I grew up in, was um, my uncle, his girlfriend set him on fire. Um, Jeez. Literally, I and mean, then this is a sort of dysfunction. And he had to come live with us. a uh, Very tiny apartment, roach-infested apartment on uh, Chester Boulevard. Me and my three sisters share. My two sisters shared a room, so there was three of us in there. Um, and he had to come live with us for a bit because he had nowhere else to go. And he couldn't, you know, really walk. He couldn't really do much for a while until he got better. But this was sort of like my upbringing. Um, I was saved uh, because my grandparents, uh, when I was nine years old, came to our apartment, and my granddad uh, basically said to my parents, he didn't want his Grandbabies growing up in this climate, and uh, they moved us into their more middle-class home. So mm. all, all nine of us were living uh, in this in this wow. house. I was living in the attic. My parents living in the basement. I mean, we were really wow. trying to make it work. Um, and uh, it, it, my grandfather just had a different way of life um, that I would return to after living a very liberal
0: life. Um, there was a difference in our grandparents. There was, you know, especially. I don't know how old your grandparents were, but mine did not. They were, um, they were not raised in the '60s, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and they ju- there was just a different work ethic, a different understanding, a much more of a. Be your own person. You are responsible for you, nobody right. else. No
1: complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, my grandfather never complained. He just worked every single day of his life. And it's interesting that you said that they weren't, they weren't, they didn't grow up in the 60s because I had a, a recent conversation with my granddad, just a heart to heart around the time when I was getting married. And I asked him kind of quite seriously, like, why is this, like, why is this your son talking about my father? I have a, a good relationship with my father, so I don't want it to paint like I don't. But just in, you know, the constant irresponsibility, never able to do anything takes from his children doesn't give back and my granddad said something he said to me it was the hippies Mm. (laughs) you know it was the hippie generation that did this Mm -hmm. and i just thought wow you know this idea of liberalism you know more freedom more freedom we don't have to have rules or responsibilities he was like they brought in Mm -hmm. the smoking and the drinking and to live Mm -hmm. and let live Um, Mentality. So it's interesting that you that you call that out because It
0: it was the generation before that had done the world had gone to World War II. They came home after a depression, a war. They had seen horrible things. They had gone without for so long. They have children. All of a sudden, we become relatively wealthy. Things are going well in America, and who doesn't want to give their Child, everything. Mm -hmm. And so they had nothing that was bad, nothing hard. And, of course, that's the generation you're going to pump out.
1: And I talk about that. I, I mean, I, I really believe in, in my whole in my book, I actually wrote a chapter called Over Civilization. What happens when, when you achieve peace? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the period to watch out for. That's where things can go mm-hmm. really bad. Um, because when, you, when you're not actually striving to correct things that are actually bad, you'll start creating badness around you. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that there's something about the human spirit that we want to triumph. We want to end a war. We want to say we did something. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, they didn't have anything Um, because things were good and that's also for my generation millennials things Mm -hmm. have been great great so we're creating suffering around us pretending to see it everywhere
0: so you said that uh you returned to the way of your grandfather but
1: yeah it took a while it took
0: a while it did what Tell me about that period in your life.
1: Yeah. So I always say to people like I took the most liberal route to conservatism, (laughs) 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 a very liberal route to conservatism. Um, And I just, you know, I was constantly in trouble. I was always a very smart person. You know, I did well in school, um, but I was, I was, there wasn't, there was an upset. Um, I felt like the world owed me something because so much of my life seemed unfair. Like the parents that I had, it was unfair. The money that I didn't have, that was unfair. I had an education system that was telling me it was because the world is fundamentally unfair unfair um, and the system of, you know, capitalism in America and and white Republicans is making it unfair. Um, and I just I just had a chip on my shoulder uh, through much of my life. And, you know, I found liberalism as to be a home for that, because uh, liberalism, liberal perspective sort of welcomes the idea that uh, we shouldn't have to be responsible because th- the world is just corrupt and backwards. So why should we have to be decent people? It sort of allows you to um, absolve all responsibility, all self-responsibility. Um, and I wasn't like, you know, I, I, I was, you know, partying, but not not more than anybody else was. I I, I just, um, I just, I was, I was a bad person. I don't, I don't know how to say it. I just was a really bad person, a person that I'm not proud of. Um, mm. And uh, I didn't treat people well. I wasn't true to my word. Um, and I, I was mean. And, and that meanness came from an, an anger, a deep-seated anger. Um, and then uh, what happened that sort of changed that around was, first off, I got smacked with reality uh, when I left college uh, <laughs> without a degree mm. and uh, because my student loans got declined going into my senior year. But I had over $100,000 in student loan debt. Oh, my. Okay. And uh, we didn't have Bernie saying he was gonna wave a magic wand and get rid of it. Right, then. right. Uh, so I hit the ground running, and th- th- my instinct to work has, was always there. My, my grandfather just raised us to, we just always worked. It's an Owens quality, as my granddad says. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hit the ground running in New York City. And uh,
0: and in New York City, 100 brutal. grand, brutal. brutal,
1: Sleeping on friends' couches. I mean, I, I was you know not doing well. Um, uh, babysitting here, and then I, I had sort of a big break um, in that I just started interviewing for jobs as an assistant at private equity firms because I heard that you could make, you know, start out making 50K, you know, if you just were an assistant. And I was like, I can do this. I know mm-hmm. I don't have a degree. And I got hired on the spot at this firm. And uh, it, it really changed things for me because I just saw how much uh, my employers had. And there was just an interest for me always in terms of wanting to make money, wanting to have, um, and uh, not you know just wanting to figure out how I could be wealthy, how I could how I could pay off my student loans, how I could have something. Mm-hmm. And I just worked my butt off. Um, and then uh, the big thing that happened was my grandmother died, um, and uh, it completely changed me because she was really the only maternal figure that I had. Um, my 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 grandmother, my grandmother, deeply, deeply faithful. And the last thing she said to me, we were not expecting her to die. She was hospitalized for what was supposed to be 48 hours. Uh, She just said, you know, I worry about you. Um, I worry about you in New York City. And, you know, I worry about the person that you're becoming. Uh, And I said to her, you know, because I was, being flashy i have this expensive bag and i thought she would think that it was all cool and she just thought none of it was cool um and i think (laughs) our our grandparents
0: were not that not into it she wasn't into my
1: stella mccartney bag yeah yeah
0: yeah. um
1: and it was her last word she ever spoke to me and then she died uh and it it took a lot out of me i i I mean i i still mourn my grandmother's death uh it it was just it it rocked my family because she was she she was the rock yeah um and then i just I wanted to make her proud, you know? Um, yeah, so I uh, I just You're still yeah emotional I, I do, yeah, I really do. I mean grandparents have been just incredible people. Um, so I just sort of uh, dedicated myself to just being a, a better person. Whatever I thought that was, what would, what would make my grandparents proud? What makes my granddad proud? Um, and I just, I, I, I just, I changed, and I started really getting serious about, um, you know, not going out as much, uh, not partying, uh, really dedicating myself to getting myself out of out of debt, um, and understanding the people that they were in, con- in in context of politics. Was they were they were deeply conservative, um, they and they wouldn't say that my they didn't care about politics but they Mm -hmm. were deeply conservative
0: so were they republicans or conservative
1: apolitical but they were conservative okay yeah yeah apolitical they were not democrats or republicans
0: aren't most blacks conservative conservative right right Right. they just don't vote we just don't know it no one turns the
1: lights on and says okay. everything about yeah, about the way you were raised is actually conservative. How
0: do you how do you miss that, though? I mean, it's right? in, It's so clear.
1: Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you asked that because I've thought deeply about this, obviously, and it's so, what the left has done, you have to give them credit for just how brilliant they have been. They've executed, executed a perfect, a royal flush on black mm-hmm. America. Um, and what they did was, uh, which started in the 60s, obviously, with Lyndon Baines Johnson, the Great Society Act, uh, the breakdown of the family, uh, marrying black America to the government. Don't mm-hmm. marry your baby daddy, marry the government. We're going to give you mm-hmm. more money. Don't, you know, if there's no mm-hmm. man in the household, um, everything starts there. Uh, when, you, when you remove the bedrock of the family, uh, there, there's still an instinct Over. to pursue paternity and maternity elsewhere. Yep. Yep. So where, where did the kids get that maternity and paternity? Uh, the streets. You, you, the kids race to the streets. They, they culture. Mm -hmm. Why do you think the left has invested so much time in having a stranglehold on culture? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is why culture was so important. And this is what conservatives, Republicans missed, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, How important culture is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew Breitbart knew, right? He said politics, famously politics is downstream from culture. And Mm -hmm. he, uh, so accurate in saying that. And so black America invested heavily in culture because they were no longer sitting around the dinner table and learning from mom and dad. Uh, they were being raised by Jay Z, by Beyonce, uh, by whatever rapper they idolized whatever uh, um, a hip-hop artist they they idolized was was now raising them and the left and the Democrats put all of their eggs in that basket and this is why Hillary Clinton had Beyonce and Jay-Z mm-hmm. uh, dancing with her a few nights before the before election mm-hmm. night uh, even though I'm Sure, she does, cannot name even one Jay-Z song
0: <laughs> or even one Beyonce album. Right. And
1: one might even be called Beyonce. She wouldn't be able to do it,
0: right? She wouldn't
1: be able to do it. Um, but they they understood that. And uh, and then the the second element was is is to make sure who else raises the kids if it's not the the um, hip hop artists, you, you're being raised in school, the left has a stranglehold on the education mm-hmm. system. Uh, uh, Jesse Jackson showing up at Stanford hey ho hey ho Western civ has got to go now Western civilization isn't taught mm-hmm. right so it was perfect it was a, they they were able to brainwash um, an entire generation generations um, of black children by by those. To, uh, those two pathways education and, and culture
0: i knew you hated lbj and i do too <laughs> there are a few presidents that stick out jackson uh the second johnson the first johnson is pretty bad too uh uh and woodrow wilson but lbj i have a theory on and i want to pass it by you and see what you, see what you think how did The guy who stopped the Civil Rights Act in 1958 or 59, he stopped it. He was the one who blocked it in the Senate. He was so unbelievably racist. Um, He hated black people. How did that guy bring all of this to the table and say, we're going to heal. We're going to free people. We're going to heal people. I think that he and those who wrote that knew exactly what they were doing.
1: Glenn, of course. Right. And like I say. But there's
0: no history of that. There's well, there no There is history. Record. There's we're,
1: rewritten history. Yeah. if you ask the average black person when I got out of high school, if you had asked me, Candace, who was the greatest president of all time, I would have said Lyndon Baines Johnson. It is taught if you are a black American right. that Lyndon Baines Johnson
0: right. saved you. But I'm telling you, there is no record. I've never not, seen but the record, anybody. The
1: record is what you learn in school. That is the Of course there's a record, Glenn. I learned the record. What are you talking about? Right. You mean your research you do outside of the education system? That's right. You think that matters? Right. They have 18 years. uh, Well, I got you not, not if if your children go to preschool, they have 15 years to pollute your children's minds, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with whatever they want. 15 years. Imagine sending your kids to indoctrination camps for 15 years. That's what we do. That's the challenge. We have to be able to reverse 15 years of indoctrination, right? This is, this is the left is brilliant. Lyndon Bain Johnson was brilliant, right? You cannot discount the fact that they have been absolutely brilliant. When I study LBJ and I just go, how is it possible, Candace, that you would have answered the question that he was the greatest president ever for black America?
0: He's one of the worst.
1: He was an avowed racist. Oh, he was openly awful. racist. I mean, I, and I talk about I really talk about this in my book. on um, the things that he would say. He he had a per, a, a black person. He wouldn't even call uh, by by their first name because it didn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'll have those niggers uh, voting Democrat for the next two hundred years, right? Th- mm-hmm. There is a clear record that the man was an avowed record. Well, wasn't avowed racist. But here's the thing, Glenn. He was right, right? He did it. He, he did it. He married black America to the Democrat Party. Right. So and, and evil. For that it's evil, but it's brilliant. Right. Mm. And for that, um, you, you you have to almost respect the devious nature of a Democrat Party.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 like that with Woodrow Wilson, who is also he's one of the worst. He's the guy who really kind of set this train on mm-hmm. the track mm-hmm. and uh, horrible racist and everything else. And you do have to look at it and say you know that's brilliant mm-hmm. it's absolutely evil but it is brilliant
1: right. and they've done it there's I mean there's so many people like that throughout throughout human history where the, the, the most evil people in the entire world the most evil dictators when you when you when you study them you also have to understand they were brilliant right mm-hmm. uh, they were they were horrible so, yeah they were horrible mm-hmm. but they were brilliant that they they were able to, to execute um, uh, uh, so much evil mm-hmm. on so many people before people caught on and that's mm-hmm. how it always works so much evil is being executed right now by the Democrat Party um, uh, uh, upon black america and so much evil has been executed since the 1960s and before that too mm-hmm. you know really when we're talking about welfarism it really starts with the new deal and fdr Right. that was sort of the first time you started seeing black america go oh whoa, whoa, maybe the democrats have our best interests at heart mm-hmm. um and L- lbj just took it to to a whole different level mm-hmm. um but there I, I i almost appreciate um how cunning and devious he was uh and he got me too i mean i believed it i was celebrating him just a, just a few years ago
0: So just tell me what that day was like when you, because I know there were were things that I read, things that I discovered that I went, oh my gosh, and opened a door that I knew when I'd walk across that threshold. If I accept this change on LBJ, I'm going to walk through a door and there's no going back tell me about that day when you found that out about him was that a big day for you
1: oh it's all been a big day so here's what I say because I do want to point to what you just said because it's so important my job with black America isn't to wake them up to every little fact my mm-hmm. job is to just hit the first domino chip because that's all that had happened with me it just takes one domino chip and then the whole board comes down right it all it all it all lays flat and you go mm-hmm. well then the Could that have been wrong? Could that have been? Mm -hmm. That's literally what happened to me. It was just one thing that didn't add up. And that first thing was the Trump thing. Being a racist didn't add up, right? And then so I watched him do the what do you have to lose thing. And then I watched what the media did. And I said, has the media, if the media could do this to Trump, what Who else has the media done this to? Mm. Is it possible? And then I suddenly started looking at conservative articles, looking at conservative speakers, people that I had dismissed, right? In the same way that so many people were dismissing Trump that I had dismissed as racist. And I went back and I found all of those Uncle Toms and, and Coons that I knew that I needed to stay away from. And I listened to them in their entirety and I didn't just listen to the media's interpretations of them. Mm. And I was floored, right? And then it brought me to to, to, to my real history, to real black history. and um. And and, and reading about someone like Lyndon Baines Johnson, um, and, and really th- sort of that being the starting point uh, for where we are today, um, it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's it's um, you feel a lot. You feel you feel angry uh, for sure. But I think the biggest thing that I walked away with was a sense of passion. Uh, it wasn't enough to just know it right i needed to spread it and it was like this is the gospel (laughs) so (laughs) i've got to let every single black american know that uh uh, your whole life can change if you just wake up to the truth and there have been people uh the whole time that i've been trying to tell us and we have just routinely dismissed them
0: tell me about as this change well first give me your darkest day do you have a dark darkest day where you were like or was it your grandmother's death or what was the day that you that you were the quintessential person you don't like?
1: um you know, I've never done anything that like I, I was never like um Good. So, yeah, there's no evil, like, oh, my gosh, or I was just doing evil to people or anything like that. I just, when I said I didn't like who I was, I was just, I was pretending. Right. Okay. And I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with being a leftist. Like, you're pretending that you feel woke and feminist and because you don't Mm -hmm. have a man, you're doing everything, but you're not actually happy, sort of. You know, (laughs) that was sort of what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Living a lie. Living a lie. So, tell me the day, the first day where... You saw it in your grandfather's eyes that he was not just proud of you because you've always been great, but he's proud of you because you've turned a corner and you're turning into an amazing woman.
1: Um. So that, I will say this, the, the thing that, you know, why I get so emotional about my grandparents is because they have been, I mean, unconditional love and they're, mm-hmm. they're deeply, deeply uh, religious. And I mean, every phase of my life, they just, they're just nothing but love. There's never a time where you can't come mm. and they just don't love you. Um, but when did I, I, I make my, my grandparents proud? It's unfortunate that, you know, my grandmother's not alive for this, but um, you know, my grandfather, it was something that just deeply, you know, used to always really upset my grandfather. Uh, he just has this thing about women drinking. He does he's never drank his entire life my grandmother never drank they never you know doing that but he just it's just something like, that just really bothered him um and uh you know i i don't drink alcohol uh i did for the six months leading up to my wedding but i i, I <laughs> jumping into because you just can't say no i right. just constantly giving you <laughs> bottles of champagne right. i didn't drink on my wedding day though but um i just sort of decided when i was jumping into this political thing that i just didn't want to drink alcohol i really wanted to be Present, like always present. Um, and I remember sort of talking to my grandfather, and I get on the phone with him and ask him more questions about his childhood, his upbringing, what he lived through, what he saw. And um, there was, you could just sense that, um, the, just based on the questions I was asking, uh, that he knew that I was there, right? That I was like, there it is. There, finally, I have um, a, 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 a true, a true legacy. Um, and uh, it, it's been. Just a beautiful thing to really be able to appreciate everything that my grandfather knows, his wisdom, everything he lived through. I mean, even his wisdom on when I talk about how the left attacks me and I say, oh, and then, you know, black people that say, I mean, Uncle Tom McCune, he says, you know, oh, baby, there's, there's always been those kind of black people that would say, oh, we shouldn't be working with the white people. He was like, I never, you know, I never listened to them. I just got on about my business, you know, that wisdom of like, that's always mm-hmm. gonna be there, Kenneth. Accept that, except mm-hmm. that there's always going to be people that reject greatness because they don't have it in them. Um, so it's been, it's been, uh, just every, every moment of this has been beautiful. You know, he came to my, my last, uh, political event, my last Blexit, uh, one of my speeches and then one of my Blexit rallies. And it just, it was, it was just so special to have him there.
0: So let's go now into that time period of your life. And, um, we've talked about, you're listening to the media and they're throwing donald trump you know in as a racist every step of the way he's wildly popular with the black community his i mean he was a tv uh star and um you know part of pop culture and especially in the black community right that's right and you're not buying into any of that uh, any of the He's a racist. Right.
1: I just, it just didn't sound right. I was just saying, you know, if he was really this horrible person, why are we just finding out now? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was almost, it it was, it was patronizing. It it was just... it's it's felt to me what the media was trying to do is like which what adults do to their children don't if you don't clean your room santa's not going to come you mm-hmm. know it's just if you vote for trump all these horrible things are going to happen but we were totally fine celebrating him for decades when he mm-hmm. wasn't running for president it was so clear that, that was about power
0: so um, did this happen after you had discovered the lbj fallacy no Mm-hmm. this is for, is this the first trump was, yeah
1: trump was first you know i was it started with questioning my relationship with the media that was that was the first domino chip on the board for me
0: i think i think that's the biggest thing that donald trump has done expose the media by just saying look at over there they're frauds and then they do, it. They do then, it then they you know look at there they're lying and then they lie mm-hmm. and you're like okay guys if you want to help yourself you should just stop what you're doing
1: right and they can't they can't, they can't help themselves they can't help it's, it's themselves. chronic right it's, i mean they're, they're it's, it's a chronic obsession they can't and i always say this what's so crazy i genuinely think trump would have lost if they just left him alone
0: i think so too i think so too <laughs>
1: there was enough conservatives that were on yeah. the eh, enough mm-hmm. you know democrats that were like mm-hmm. no way mm-hmm. that if they had just chilled a little bit not mm-hmm. tried to paint him as this horrible monster mm-hmm. and calling him a nazi and all of these
0: things mm-hmm. He would have lost. You might have even gotten him on impeachment, um, even though I don't, you know, I think they were wrong about it, but you might have gotten him on impeachment if you hadn't of every 10 minutes said... <gasps> Here's something that's going to be the last straw. I
1: said, straw. That. I, oh, I said that, that again, overplaying their hand. Like it's like th- it, every time it, it was like if they hadn't done everything prior to that, if they mm-hmm. hadn't accused him of uh, I'm calling her uh, not Christine Blasey for who's the uh, Stormy Daniels, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the Stormy Daniels thing, the Russian collusion. It, it was just too much. All of it. All of it. And actually, I wasn't even interested by I mean, I, people, like I said, right. are getting fatigued. It's just mm-hmm. like it's the boy who cried wolf.
0: Yeah, no, no. You I was know,
1: interested in the impeachment hearings. So I was like, obviously nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Chuck Schumer came out and said, we have to. To have an investigation with what's going on between him and William Barr, and you're like, and you're like, really, right? You, I, re- you I mean- really think that's. Wise.
1: And it's actually funny because I had lunch with the president about uh, four weeks ago now. I think it was about four weeks ago at the White House. Um, and uh, we were just saying it was me and my husband. And uh, he's got Fox News on and he says he, he is the literally it was the day they announced that that they did the vote and he was in, and he was impeached. They were sending it to the articles to Senate. Mm. And He's like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? You know, they're impeaching, they're impeaching me for a perfect phone call. And he he, ask, he said exactly, <laughs> exactly what he said for a <laughs> phone call. Um, he said, "What do you think about this?" And I said, "To be honest, I was like, I'm, I, I find it to be incredibly boring." I was like, "It's just like I was like, nobody cares." He's like, "You don't think I'm cares?" I'm like, "This is obviously not going to go anywhere. It's, it's going to work in your favor, you know, because people are just fatigued. It, it, if it was the first thing they did." It would have been big. big but i mean we're like post uh michael what's his name michael wolf michael wolf book po- it's mm-hmm. just too much
0: just everything
1: yeah i want to turn the tv off now yeah. you know
0: if everything you know i've said for a long time you know if you tell me that mcdonald's food is bad okay except the French fries are the best French fries out there. Delicious. And if they say, and if the person says no, even their French fries, you have no credibility. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can't find the McDonald's French fries in the Trump administration, you have no I credibility. I love this analogy. If you cannot not <laughs> find the McDonald's right? French fries, that's so true. It is. Yeah, I'm like, can
1: say, say one thing one nice thing. about him. And you remember Hillary couldn't do it. Right. And one of their things, he actually paid her a good compliment. I forgot what he said about her. And that was a great, that was a great moment in the debates where they, he said, okay, one, but you both say something nice about each other. And I think Trump said something about maybe it wasn't about his, her children, but he said something nice about her. And it was it was a great compliment. And she couldn't do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because and the left can't do it. They're, they're incapable of acknowledging if this man has done anything right in his
0: entire life. Um, he's done stuff that I disagree with that they should love. Right. They've done, he's done stuff for unions that they would never have ever gotten past. Right. But no. No, he's evil. He's no good. Uh, Orange man bad. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense for right. the average person.
1: It's 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 so true.
0: Okay, so um I have to ask you this question because you just talked about having lunch with Donald Trump. You you were admittedly just a nobody. A nobody. Now you're sitting having lunch. Oh yeah, about 4 weeks ago. I think it was about 4 weeks ago I was having lunch with the president. What what, do you have at any point, like,
1: what the hell happened? Yeah. I really do I mean I give it all to God it's the only way um, and, and you'll you'll you understand this first off being in politics you're one scandal away from your whole career being over mm-hmm. um, and they want me dead I mm-hmm. mean there is there is no person that they hate more uh, than me um, because I I, I rep- represent an existential threat mm-hmm. to them um, and so uh, you know for me those everything to me is just God thank God um, and thanking the people the Patriots um, around mm-hmm. America who Believed in me um, from the beginning. I was just a girl who a few years ago uploaded a video on YouTube, um, you know, and just Said I'm gonna try to give Black America a different perspective, and didn't know where it was gonna go. Um, by my third video, 26 million views worldwide. I'm getting the call from Fox News. Um, it has been a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, and there was nothing behind me. There was a no, you know, business behind. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just me uh, swimming, uh, treading water rather, not swimming, treading water, um, and trying to figure out what it all means, but also taking the time to know. Um, that uh, you know, it could all be over tomorrow. And so the one thing that I promised myself was, first off, to, to always remain humble. I've seen, there's a lot of ego in politics. There are a lot of people <laughs> that are in this to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I've seen a, a lot of nastiness. Um, and uh, uh, But to also, the one thing that I can control is, is to do the work. And that's what you and I were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have the feeling, which is how I started. I had a feeling something was wrong and I was making videos uh, just kind of being like, all right guys, everyone can't be racist. Uh, but I wanted to then convert that feeling into a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go back and do the work and, 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 and read what's out there from, you know, from the, the great black conservatives that have done so much work and have been largely disregarded and dismissed by our community. Um, I wanted to make my grandparents proud, um, I, and that's an everyday task, right? There's no, there is never going to be a day where I feel like I know enough because uh, it's impossible. There's, you just told me something that I never knew before we started this podcast, and now I'm like, oh, I really didn't know that. I want to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. got to
1: get to the bottom of that now. Well, I
0: love that feeling, though. I, I mean, I always I, want
1: to be the dumbest person in the room. Yes. Like everyone, yes. you know, like you're smarter than me because you've been around longer than me. You've been researching this. You've been on the side of truth longer than me. Um, but so, that's it. but,
0: but, but, you know stuff that I don't know. I I know stuff you don't know. That's that's the problem I think with progressivism is um, when you are told not to talk to somebody, um, or you take this this attitude that I'm just smart and they're stupid. There's no reason to listen to them. But if you actually listen, you may still disagree, but you're going to learn a lot because you're going to see a perspective. If they're honest, you'll see a perspective that is actually well thought out, at least through their life experiences. And you'll be like. Oh my gosh.
1: But narcissists can't do that. Yeah, And the left consists of a ton of narcissists. And I've done that time and time again. There is no leftist program or leftist person that I wouldn't speak to. Um, right. Because I, I, I feel that I'm on the side of truth right and if I'm not I want to know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm, I, I, I'm humble enough to say I'm, I'm wrong and I want to pivot that and get smarter mm-hmm. at that. They stay in their bubbles because they're they're arrogant and they're narcissists and this is why Hollywood is a perfect breeding ground for leftism because a lot of them are narcissists as it is. Um, it's a culture of narcissism um, and uh, and so it becomes very easy for them to preach uh, and to say we're all right and to stay in their comfortable spaces uh, but they, they never come over to the other side. If you were so certain right so certain that what you knew was gospel and it was right why not why wouldn't you want to go into every mm-hmm. single room to say it mm-hmm. why doesn't Al Sharpton want to get into a room with, with Larry Elder he's been trying to debate Larry Larry has been trying to bait Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson mm-hmm. for decades they won't mm-hmm. do it because they know they're lying right mm-hmm. they know that Larry Elder's telling the truth um, and the mask slides off when they get into the room with people um, that are willing to call them out and, and know the truth
0: Let me take you to another day that had to be really surreal where were you when
1: jfk got shot
0: <laughs> when when kanye tw- uh, tweeted your name yeah
1: um so that story is way crazier than people even realize so i had signed uh to work with turning point usa um and when charlie kirk and i got together uh charlie was just the most he didn't know anything about culture and Charlie wouldn't have known culture if it walked up and punched him in the face and said hey I'm culture right. I mean it was bad he didn't know the difference between Jay-Z and Kanye <laughs> and we're sitting in a car ride you know because we were traveling together five days a week and, and he was really drilling me on debating you know what to expect you know making sure that my debate skills were, were strong um, and training me a lot in, in many ways and uh, I, I said to him Charlie like you know you gotta know this stuff culture's, culture's important and I said to him you need to know who Kanye West is before Kanye ever tweeted me it was in December and Charlie will tell you the story the exact same way and i started making him listen to kanye's music and i said he's gonna be if there's any person in hollywood that will come out and who i believe is conservative it's kanye because i followed his career my entire life he was the only person that i ever considered myself to be a fan of um because of his general perspective he got me through tough times as a kid his music um because kanye was a lot he talked a lot about in his music having the courage um to not be liked right kanye is a public enemy number one i mean they've tried to kill him you can't cancel kanye because kanye's been canceled eighty-two thousand times and he's still here right and that's been his career arc and uh and so i was listening to a lot of kanye west music to get myself into politics and i was running and charlie started running to him every single day three months later we're both listening to all kanye music and um i was telling this to nigel farage's assistant of all people that i loved kanye west Two days later, Naija Rogers' assistant sends me a screenshot of Kanye West um, tweet. I love the way Kenneth Owens thinks, and I thought it was a joke because I was like, okay, I don't, maybe this is like British humor. Like I, don't, <laughs> I literally I was like, this is weird. Like I was like, I don't really understand why he why he, why he <laughs> like I don't understand why he photoshopped. Okay, right. you get it. Like I like Kanye, mm-hmm. and then I went, is there any chance this is real? And I went to Kanye's Twitter feed and I scrolled down and I saw it, and I can't even describe to you. The feeling that I felt there
0: that had to be amazing. It was
1: just like, you know, when you feel like the universe is conspiring to assist you one of those moments, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I just knew I knew he was conservative. I knew it. Um, And uh, and uh, I I was just I I think I cried. I was just so like shocked. And um, I tweeted back at him like, you know, uh, please, can we meet? And we did you know i flew out to los angeles met with him met with his wife we went to uganda together um and it, it was he was ev- exactly what i was expecting in the same way that trump is exactly who you think he is kanye west is exactly who you think he is He's not there's not a behind closed door trump mm-hmm. and there's not a behind closed door kanye west mm-hmm. and i you know why i cried i know why i cried because That door that people were understanding, Charlie not understanding why he needed to understand culture, culture not understanding why he needed to understand politics. Kanye punched a, punched a hole in that culture and politics. It was able to, to flow freely, the energy and it needed to flow freely if there was going to be change. And suddenly people that had never looked up Candace Owens were looking up Candace Owens. Right. Um, and, uh, it,
0: and people who had never really listened to Kanye.
1: Were listening to Kanye.
0: listening to Kanye. Uh,
1: the contribution that Kanye West made to politics cannot be understated. And it got me so uh, angry, the arrogance of some conservatives who went out and said, ignore him. He's crazy. Uh, don't listen to him. And I said, this, this man just delivered you uh, a, a gift. A gift.
0: Yeah. Here's here the thing with, I mean, I never said anything about you for probably a year, even during the Kanye stuff at the beginning of it, never said anything about you because I, don't, I didn't know you and you were young into it and you can dip your feet into it and then you can go off a path where all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, you're a fascist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so you just never know when somebody is really young where they're going to grow, That's who true. their influences are. Um, And the same thing with Kanye. I talked about I think this is great. But he might be crazy. He might be doing this for a publicity stunt, but he also might be real. Um, And it turns out it was real. And that impact is is fantastic. But we shouldn't put our nobody should become a conservative because Kanye a conservative. Of course part. not. You know what
1: I mean? No, it, of course not.
0: But the door that he opened that he said and, and it was amazing cuz you watched him and it really even wasn't about any kind of principle other than who the hell are you to tell that me what I can be. Can be. That
1: was it. And, right. and this is what Republicans got so wrong, the ones that criticized him. They were trying to pretend like Kanye came in and said, I'm a Republican, people need to listen to it. like He didn't. No. He just said, I can love whoever I wanna love. Right. I can be who I wanna be. You can't tell me how I have a thing because of the color of my skin. Mm. What are you disagreeing with? Is, is Kanye crazy? Absolutely. I can, I can confirm Kanye West is crazy. There is You have to be crazy to put your entire career sure. and your entire family on the line to be who you are. Sure. Right? You have to be crazy to be where he was and where he is in life in of Maga hat. You have to be out of your freaking mind. Right. Right? Kanye's crazy is his genius. Mm-hmm. Right? His unwillingness throughout his entire career for people that didn't follow him to, to never buckle to the mob. It didn't start with politics. right? It started way before that. Kanye West, when he fell in love with someone, was a stripper stripper named Amber Rose, right? Everyone told him he was not allowed to date Amber Rose. It was inappropriate, you know, like, he loved her. That was it. He, and then he turned her into a fashion icon and, and now she's, you know, uh, she, she's she got a career herself, right? Kanye West was told he wasn't allowed to be a rapper. First, he was a producer. He used to produce for Jay-Z, right? And he said, I'm not only just gonna be a rapper, I'm gonna win a Grammy. And then mm-hmm. when he won the Grammy, he wore a sign on. Uh, he wore a sign that said, told you so, right? Kanye West was told uh, he wasn't allowed to, to, to like Kim Kardashian, right? Because she had a porn tape, all of this stuff and he needed to marry a black woman, Kanye married her, right? Kanye's story, his, whole, his entire story, is one of saying, I'm, this is how I feel, and because you tell me I can't feel this doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel it or do it.
0: Which is exactly why someone like Kanye West would relate to someone like Donald Trump. Right, that's I've, what he loved about him. Right, I've always, I've always thought if the Democrats were smart, they would say, you know what will mis- make us really angry? If you start pushing all kinds of welfare onto, we are walking. Right. You know what I mean? You could tell him not to do something. Right. And it makes him want to do right. it.
1: Right. And more. And, and, and yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily also because that, that spirit, um, that is one thing that I think when he talked about Kanye called it drag energy, but this is a similarity between uh, Trump and Kanye and me. Cause we're very different people. All three mm-hmm. of us, our style, mm-hmm. our approach we're very different, but that, energy right and it's not contrarian it's not contrarian i don't just do because someone tells me not to mm-hmm. what I, if i decide i want to do it and then someone a million people tell me not to or that i can't do mm-hmm. it that's not going to suddenly make me buckle mm-hmm. right it almost makes me want to do it more to prove the point mm-hmm. that my instincts were correct and and to study more and to learn more mm-hmm. um and kanye has that right he didn't you know marry kim to piss everybody off he married him because he loved her <laughs> right. right, and he, and, right. and because everyone in the hip hop community didn't want her, or wanted to reject right. her, didn't mean anything to him. So that... kind of, he couldn't get into fashion. He just made it. He's now a billionaire because of his sneaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, his story is one mm-hmm. that is just absolutely incredible because he's always been successful because he's had the nerve to stand up to the mob.
0: That used to be called the American spirit. Mm. You know, you would, you would be over in Europe and you couldn't do it because you didn't have the right position, the right name, the right connections, and you couldn't do it. Here in America, you could say, you know what? I want to do whatever it is I want to do. And you could do it. It, That was an American trait. Now, you know, he, what kills me is he was, everybody said he was a genius. And then he became crazy. Mm -hmm. And there is very little difference. There's very little difference between the two. There's
1: very little difference. His genius Usually is his crazy. Just... His crazy is his genius. Yeah. Um, and and I, I can tell you that that Kanye is uh, he is one of the most fascinating people to be I'm around. Um, and and it's it is it's sad that people's legacies tend to settle after they die. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then, they, oh, my God, you realize. Uh, but I've realized Kanye's greatness since listening to his, to his album, following his story, um, it just his, his lyrics. Mm-hmm. It, it really is about just having the nerve, mm-hmm. having the American spirit.
0: That's what all of it was. Imagine, hey, let's get on a boat and cross the ocean. It's going to take us months. Half of us will die. When we get there, probably going to be met by, native americans who at least in jamestown were not were not good <laughs> you know they'll probably kill the rest of us let's go do that crazy crazy and absolutely genius let's go to the moon in 10 years crazy Crazy. yeah genius crazy people move
1: the world forward you know what i mean and absolutely um it's it's and why that also was important for me was because it also showed to me and i say this all the time but i was better able to assess why the republican party was losing for so long with the black with black america right there was this this um reaction to me uh you know when i arrived on the scene, it wasn't pretty like wasn't like i decided to be conservative and suddenly republicans like yay come you know join us um there were the purity tests but there was also what people never understood about me was that i am cultural i am Mm -hmm. i love culture and i love politics and i and and people kind of there was this pressure that you got to be just one right you got to just either be a person that wants to be taken very seriously and and all about politics um or you're the girl that can hang out with Kanye West. Um, and uh, this is who I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a girl that's super intellectual, but I love culture. I pay attention mm-hmm. to culture um, and I communicate culturally to people. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what people gravitate towards.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's what the Republicans have always missed mm-hmm. since Ronald Reagan.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. and Trump, by the way. Yeah. Cultural.
0: Yeah. Um, let me talk about one, one other name, what the day was like when you realized that your name was in the manifesto of the guy from new zealand that killed 50 people yeah what was that day like
1: so i never actually talked about this. So um, I had just gotten engaged um, and uh, I was in London at the time and I was m- really meeting my husband's parents and family for the first time. So it was mm-hmm. already a very stressful like trip for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fiance and I were sleeping in bed and at about three thirty four am my phone starts zinging like crazy mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the Nick sort of jars you out of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you go, something's going on. I look at my phone um, and uh Charlie's publicist uh, had messaged me and said, you got to issue a statement ASAP. And I said, uh, uh, groggy, I'm like, issue a statement for what? And he's like, the mosque shooting in New Zealand. I think he's like being funny. I'm like, what the hell would I, Candace Owens in America, have to issue a statement about the mosque shooting in New Zealand for? So I go on to Twitter and my it's just explosive. It always explosive, but this was like all the journalists Mm -hmm. like, and Candace inspired uh, a mass shooting. And the first thing I wrote was like, "Lol, are you like, are you crazy? Like this is just this is so crazy. You you can't even think. This is like I've it was." It was too crazy to even try to understand the crazy, you know, and then it was it was real suddenly. I, you know, it was my name was being spoken about internationally. I had requests from the everywhere everywhere in America, MSNBC, CNN, everywhere in it from France uh, uh, to Asia. I mean, it was just completely crazy asking me to issue a statement. And I eventually did. Um, and of course, said, you know, while I'm very sorry uh, for this horrible tragedy have happened, it is pointedly ridiculous to pretend that black conservatism in America um, is somehow influencing, you know, mosque it's just I mean like you know Islam and not, I don't even speak about Islam it's just the, it was so crazy and ludicrous but it was the first time that you know the next day I woke up and I had these spots all over my body I didn't know what the heck was going on so I went to the dermatologist and um, he says to me you know have you been under any stress lately <laughs> <I> ha- <laughs> quite hilariously yeah you know, and I,
0: I love that you
1: know just a little bit you know right, being right. accused for killing people right. so it was the first time I actually had a stress induced physical reaction <laughs> uh, to something that had happened and it, but and it really showed to me uh, how serious the left was about taking me out. You know, oh, yeah. because they were willing to assign um, oh. to, to assign credence uh, to the words of a psychopathic maniac in New Zealand in effort to take me out. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in an effort to cancel Candace. Uh, so you know, in, in situations like that, you, you either you get stronger uh, or you die. And I got you know I got stronger
0: uh let's talk a little bit about the media because i have i've had my share of uh media trying to uh destroy you and they can do a really good job of it um how have you how have you dealt with it
1: um you how know- much
0: of it is how much of it hits you
1: it doesn't really anymore. It's really weird. And I think what happened, what I have gone through is the same thing that Trump has gone through and the same thing that Kanye went through where the media can only try to kill you so many times, right? Before they're just, they're done. What, I mean, what else could you throw at me? You've accused me of killing people <laughs> I yeah. had nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, you accuse accused me of being a self-hating black. You've accused me of being a Nazi. There's just not much left mm-hmm. to, to throw at Candace mm-hmm. Owens. And I think they know that and that almost makes them hate me more um, because nothing can, nothing can land anymore Mm -hmm. um and i i am saved by the way i am fortunate uh because the things that i went through uh with the media had another person gone through like for example when they tried to pretend that i supported hitler right charlie kirk would not have survived that uh, just because Charlie Kirk is white and he's male. Mm-hmm. I survived it only uh, because it just doesn't stick the same when you start calling black people Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, as hard as they tried, and they tried really hard with that, it just didn't land the same. So in a weird way, I, I, um, I'm i still here because I, I have a, a little bit of black privilege in that regard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now I just don't pay attention to them. Uh, it just doesn't, it's, it's just not the same anymore because right? I just, I figured them out. Um, and every time they write about me, me. The media created me.
0: So there was a study out um, on New York Times readers that when the New York Times came out and endorsed uh, who was it, uh, Buddha Judge maybe, and Klobuchar I it was
1: Elizabeth. Uh, it was Elizabeth Warren, Warren yeah. and
0: Klobuchar. That <laughs> the people who read the New York Times and read their opinion piece, five per. There was a five percent change. But it was toward biden oh that's so interesting those people made their recommendations and those who read it mm. actually changed their vote five percent away from what they did and i wondered is that an is that just an odd ball sitting out there or is that a sign that even the new york times readers are so sick and tired of being told what to do from these people in their ivory towers that if you recommend something yeah I probably don't. I'm probably going my own way.
1: Yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder about at the end of the day, did the media help or hurt me? Right? helped you. They helped me. They helped you. At the end of the day, did the media help or hurt Trump? Helped him. They helped they him. They created him. They created him. And, and, and in many him. ways, they created me. Yeah. Because they just couldn't deal with the mm-hmm. fact that there was a black conservative that was gaining right. a little bit of popularity. But when right. they started doing attacks on me, I mean, I had like 40,000 followers on Twitter. Right. right. They created, they just, you know, because they hated me so much. Um, so in, in many ways, they can sometimes, they can, they can throw gasoline on embers in that way. Um, and so I... I I owe part of why I'm here to the, the mainstream, the leftist mainstream media hating me.
0: But do you think that they have so overplayed their hand that, I mean, I think they really think they can affect an election mm-hmm. still. So And I don't think they can.
1: And it goes back to what I was saying to you about narcissism, right? So you would think after the humiliating blow of what Trump did to them in 2016, right? It humbled them. A little bit. A little bit. At least if you can't mm-hmm. humble yourself, hire the marketing firm to come in and tell you how you should. They didn't pivot one damn strategy. No, they,
0: they, it's the exact they same. They quadrupled down. They didn't even double down. They like, quadrupled down. We
1: said half of America was racist. What if we call them all racist? Like, I mean, like, right. literally, like it's the exact same strategy of 2016 right. on steroids, yeah. right? We're going to call them more names. We didn't call them racist enough, right? We didn't tell them they hate America. I mean, it's, I'm like, how can you be racist this arrogant. It's inc- I mean, after a loss like that, you would just think just someone on the I campaign, someone at the DNC, right, would say, "Hey, guys, maybe let's uh, let's not call every single person half of America or all these Trump supporters' names. You can you can run a I campaign think without doing that." they made them.
0: it personal, mm-hmm. um, and I think that I mean I lived in that world for a while, and if you there's comes a point to where you want it, and it's early on. And you'll get a bite of fame, acceptance, cool kid, just on the edge of it, for us, just on the edge of it, Um, access, money. They'll give you anything because you're performing at the top of the game. Right. And the minute you go, this is kind of cool, you're dead if you don't get out. Right. Because it doesn't stay. Okay? You always have to top. Mm-hmm. And so you will do, any, after a while, you'll make one little compromise, one little compromise. And before you know it, you're not that person anymore.
1: Right. You know what? that That's actually the story of Beto O'Rourke. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes,
1: he <laughs> just nailed that story. I yes. mean, that is that his arc. I mean, he just went from like he just was chasing that feeling of almost beating Ted Cruz and the crowd, and then by the end of it, he was like this weird rambling leftist. It was, was like I like, you take your guns. I'm like, what do you do? You even believe right. that you're from Texas? What do you? Right. Just, come on, man. Like, what are you right. saying? And he just he died by it. He died right. by it very quickly. He wanted it. He wanted it so bad. So bad. Just that little feeling of, of people cheering his name, and he wanted it so bad.
0: And I think that is why the press is so miserable. They want it, this Hollywood too. They want it, they got it and it's empty. right? And now someone is challenging that worldview and none of them, they all look at each other, they're in it together. And no, you know it's one thing to say, maybe I'm wrong. but when you're surrounded by a shipload of people who are all saying, we're not wrong, They might question themselves, but when in a group, no one's going to say that Mm -hmm. because the ship is going down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. and, And I was really the the Hollywood ship is one to watch because it's sinking it's sinking very slowly there, no. there, there's a we're we're at such an interesting time in this country it, really there's just so much i want changing. to say everything's changing um the the the, the idol the idolatry the mm-hmm. sin of idolatry really which is so funny because mm-hmm. you just go back to the bible and you're like yep that was right too like my grandparents had a thing about idol, uh, mm-hmm. idolizing people and they used to mm-hmm. say that i i, I idolized uh, christina aguilera which i kind of did whatever So raise home for trl and be a genie in a bottle whatever and like um uh the, what was wrong with idolatry though and this This is literally we're learning this lesson so much. What's wrong with idolatry and false gods? Hollywood are the demigods. They've been the false gods.
0: Um, And now government and politician for some of them. Right. Has become their God.
1: Right. That's exactly right. So what's going to happen with Hollywood? I mean, even these things, these traces of like, you know, Taylor Swift, you know, trying to send everybody uh, against uh, uh, Martha, uh, Martha in Tennessee uh the, do you remember the, uh, the the tennessee senate race where yeah. taylor swift wrote a whole diatribe saying that this oh, yeah. this woman M- marcia blackburn marcia blackburn uh this woman is uh, a sexist misogynist. Mm-hmm. did her taylor swift thing and she still won Marsha still mm-hmm. won right mm-hmm. uh which which says something because mm-hmm. i'm telling you even even five years ago anything taylor swift said was just you know it's what you do
0: it, and it ended up They could have said anything in the old days Mm -hmm. and wouldn't tarnish them. That's right. Now... You look at Taylor Swift entirely differently. Totally differently. Totally and well, you know
1: what's funny? Talk about somebody who's genius and always forward. Who took the trophy from her, Kanye West, all those years ago. <laughs> I
0: go back that's on that moment. Right. America, we
1: booed the wrong people. Oh, booed the wrong person. that's right. It was yay yeah, new. You take take it from her. Just interrupt her. Right? It's oh a, my it's gosh, just, There's just I so much happening here. I look at that. that moment. I'm like, man, man, Kanye really is a forward thinker there. Wow. Right? And she was a sad puppy victim. And uh, and but you know, and what was. Funny about that moment, by the way. Yeah. Uh, to go back to that moment of of him taking the trophy from her, he told the truth. For those of us that follow culture, it was it, it was crazy that Taylor Swift won that award. It was so clear clear that you know the Grammy gods, whatever, you know, that just gave it to her uh, uh, to please a certain audience he was right. Beyonce came out with a music video that was like, it was unbelievable and they gave it to Taylor Swift who was dressed as a princess because she had all these eight-year-old fans and she literally played like Cinderella in a really cheesy, horrible music video. Um, And he got killed because he told the truth. Uh, To me, when I think about Mm. that now in the retrospect, um, just so much could be said about this fight for us to tell the truth, right? And these people uh, like Taylor Swift playing dress up and you think they're the victim. You think they're the victim, but they're not you know uh, so it's just it's, it's an interesting moment to look back on and it, there could be a whole book written about that they really good they really could.
0: three books three books that you read that changed your life
1: oh gosh um okay so for black america you have to any time is soul but um race and intellectuals is a is a one that just completely he just it destroys it you can never ever ever say it's because i'm black after you read that um Uh, How the West Was Won by Rodney Stark. Uh, That one, just if you don't know why you should love America or why the West is the best, um, I would say that changed. And then I kinda wanna pick one that has nothing to do with politics, that I just, that that, that totally shaped me. I don't know, who would be the third book? I want to pick something apolitical. I'll have to think about it, like something that just was so random that, like, totally, yeah, you know, like I was just like, because I do, I read a lot of fiction too. I love fiction books too. Yeah, I can't think of one at the moment that that's coming. What's to your me.
0: favorite fiction, kind of fiction or I really fiction? Really hate book.
1: to say this, like you know, because it's so brilliant. But I hate her so much. But you have to give credit to Harry Potter. Mm. It was just they're they're so well written. Mm, I didn't I, the they movies. Are. They are just so well written. Yeah. and if you're like me and you're just like you just wildly imaginative, it's just that series
0: was so See, one of my one of my favorite writers and it kills me because he calls me satan's younger brother um uh stephen king right oh yeah i read tons yeah my my mother
1: was obsessed with stephen king and i will say that about my mother she was uh that was the gift that she gave me was love for books yeah
0: and he's just he's great he's great he's a nightmare um but you know there was a time when we wouldn't uh we didn't care Mm -hmm. we didn't care Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't care. I still, I mean, unless you're, you know, just despicable and, you know, aiding the Communist Party in China rounding people up. Right. You know, um, I still don't care what your political view is. Right. You used to be able to be friends. You used to be able to be friends. <laughs> now it, you can't. Yeah.
1: and it, 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 That's, um, it's sad.
0: So what's on your radar now, like, what's a what's a five year goal for you?
1: Everyone asks me this, and and the reason why I can't have an answer to that is because if you had told me five years ago, I'd be sitting across from Glenn Beck, you know, <laughs> both of us conservative right. Right, Republicans, I'd have been like, you are smoking crack cocaine, right? Right, like so. Um, I I can't say because I I, I almost feel like I am on some crazy uh, magic carpet ride and uh, I don't know where it's it's being led by somebody else. I don't know where it's going to end, but I can tell you where my focus is. Uh, for first is is just to um, wake up black America. I think black America is a linchpin for everything that we are trying to fight in America. Everything the left does, it it all ends when black America wakes up and we can talk about radical feminism, which I am, as soon as I'm done with black America, I I might do at the same time. I kind of try to kill them both, but I'm going after uh, this radical feminist movement. Um, And the reason why I say black America is a linchpin is because everything starts and ends uh, when black people say no more. So think about any movement right now. It's crazy. Like I'm so outwardly spoken against the trans movement. Don't even get me started. They call me like the transphobic. Give it to me. I, I know where this is going to end. That is one of the most dangerous things that's happening right now. Uh, weakening men, turning men to women. Um, it, it is, uh, it is an evil thing that's happening right now with the trans movement. You know, if I,
0: you know I, I happen to be a very religious person. And uh, if I were the prince of darkness and I was thinking, how do I destroy people? I would destroy their sexuality. I would destroy their gender. I would destroy their families. I would destroy absolutely everything that is the fundamental building block of who we are. And that's what's happening.
1: Just the trans movement does that, yeah. like, right by itself. Teaching people to mutilate themselves. Oh, yeah. Can't give birth, going down the line. Your family's oh. sort of story. I mean, there's no. Is.
0: there is no, you know, I remember 20 years ago saying... It won't be long before we buy into this, this and this. And people said, you're out of your mind and we've long passed those things. And we're now at a place to where they destroy you if you will not accept and preach that men can have periods and babies.
1: They're starting to put tampons in men's restrooms. Right. The ACLU so, just fought for that.
0: So you, you, what's happening to us is if I can get you to fall in line on something you know is absolutely untrue, mm-hmm. everything else is easy.
1: Right, right. And and here's the thing about that and, and what, what the left is doing and why I never, I will never play the game. There are even some that like, oh, you know, uh, if the person wants to be called this, I'll, I'll do that. I'll never do it. And here's why. If you met a person uh, that was schizophrenic, mm-hmm. right? And, and there are people that suffer from mm-hmm. schizophrenia mm-hmm. Um, and they believed in a certain reality. I actually have a stalker and I, I had to get a, a restraining order of a person who suffers from schizophrenia um, and um, he believes that we're in a relationship. He, th- he believes every tweet that I have, he, he will interpret this conversation um, of me and you subliminally talking about him. And then he just mm-hmm. sends me tons of emails about what happened, right? Imagine a world where we would condone his, his reality. Why would we pretend to him that he actually is in a relationship with me? No, we, we, we tell him he needs to get help, right? The left is now demanding that we all pretend, right, um, that we're crazy, that that's the right way. Like if some, if other people see themselves as this, right? They, if I see myself as Glenn Beck, then everyone in here needs to start pretending that I'm Glenn Beck, right? Well,
0: you are wearing his jacket. I'm right, wearing his jacket, right? And that's it, and
1: that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And then if you say, no, you're not Glenn Beck, you're the person that should be chastised. You're mm-hmm. the person that should be run out of here. There's something wrong with you because you're you're a bigot because you don't accept that I think that I'm Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. That's called playing the crazy game. And you cannot give up even a little bit of reality. You cannot you cannot play a little bit of the crazy game before it's all gone. The slope is too slippery, the stakes are too high. So, when I see a man, I don't care what he thinks he is, I acknowledge him to be a man. You know, I, I when I see a woman and I, I don't care what she thinks she is, I acknowledge her to be a woman. Right, get well soon, I, I want you to get help, I don't think people should be you know, harmed because they're suffering from, mm-hmm. from, from various disorders and diseases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the, the left, what they're doing right now and in, in trying to make things that are, are, are false, right, patently false, um, to force us to accept it as reality, it is, it is so dangerous. It is so dangerous. I don't know why dangerous. people don't
0: understand. Political correctness, just those two words are terrifying. You have to be correct with the political class. So who has power? What do they say is correct? And that's all right for you to say. That's 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 what had Galileo locked into a tower. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. would not mm-hmm. say what the political people say is true is true. Mm-hmm. They are they are politically and factually um, incorrect. Right. You know, you can be politically correct all you want, but that leads to a flat Earth. And how people don't see that—he's not politically correct. Good. Right.
1: So the, the definition or a synonym for political correctness is lie. That's what it means. Political correct means lie. Right. Be politically correct. Lie. Right. <laughs> don't don't tell what you, be. you need to be politically correct political correctness is is, is a word for a lie mm-hmm. right and i won't i won't lie mm-hmm. right so that there's a difference between polite right mm-hmm. and political correctness
0: being and, polite, and we we associate too many especially early on associated being polite we are polite people mm-hmm. we don't want to hurt people's feelings we don't i want to get along with everybody right and you know so if that word makes you okay but then it gets to be crazy. Wait, wait what? Mm-hmm. You're now a big, beautiful butterfly and I have to call you a butterfly? Right. You're no.
1: You know, it's funny because there's a story that my parents tell me when we lived in the in the uh, when, we, when we were super poor and we were in this elevator going up to the 14th floor, which is where we lived. Um, and I was I, I think I was five years old or I was four. And they stepped in the elevator. My mom and dad got the mail. And uh, last second, a hand went in, you know, the elevator is about to close and it was a guy and he was really, 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 really fat, like beyond like clinically obese. I don't remember the story at all. My parents mm-hmm. just tell me it. Um, and instantly my parents tightened up because I, you know, kids forget it, you know, oh, I know. forget it. So they oh, knew no. and they and I was hitting my, my 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 dad's leg and saying, you know, guys, 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 pay mm-hmm. attention. They were ignoring me. And mm-hmm. I just said look, he's so fat, like he's so, so fat, right? So the, the, what, what I'm telling that story is because children naturally have no political correctness. They are, they mm-hmm. are the most honest people in the entire mm-hmm. world. And parents teach them to be polite. It is impolite, right? For me mm-hmm. to be in an elevator and tell a man that he's fat, right? Mm-hmm. But it is political correctness, which means a lie for me to look up at that man and say, you're skinny, mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. the difference. That's and not, dangerous. That's, that's dangerous, mm-hmm. right? That's a totally different thing to be mm-hmm. telling people that they need to now start, you know, playing the crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of where where my career is going is 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 really focusing on a lot of what the left is doing and correlating it to Black America because I think everything starts and ends with Black America. If you tell a Black mother that you've been calling her son Michael uh, uh, Susan all day at school, it'll the, the whole calling kids, letting the people down at school ends. Ends. When black moms stand up and say enough is enough, right? Um, uh, the, the, any of the radical feminist stuff, as soon as black America says no to it, because what the left has done is they've used black America to be able to do everything. That's why they they, they, posited, they, they they position it to black America first and foremost, right? Get on our side about this. This is for you, right? We're trying to help me too movement. They said originally it was supposed to be about, you know, helping 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 black people. Everything they do is about helping black people. Well, what happens when the victim's say no, thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you're looking at what it is a bunch of rich, liberal, elitist, uh, you know, white Democrats that are trying to control the entire world. So remove the victim class.
0: I have a, um, a good friend who used to be, uh, an intern of mine, ended up being my assistant for a while. Uh, he went to Columbia university. Uh, he was interning for me when he was in Columbia. He's black guy, smart, 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 smart. And, um, uh I told him when he started interning, I said, do not tell them you intern for me. Don't, don't. And he's like, Oh, I'm not a stupid man. I know that. And uh, so he didn't say anything. His, his whole time, two years, never said anything to them. It was the last semester before he graduated. And uh he came in one day and he was just shaking mad. He was so mad. And that the the professor had decided to use the class time to um, ask the students to compare me to which dictator? Would it be Pol Pot? Would it be Hitler? Would it be Mao? I mean, literally for an hour. And they discussed it and he couldn't take (laughs) it anymore. And he raised his hand and he said, I said, oh, John, you didn't you didn't. And he said, oh, no, I I knew exactly what to say that shut that conversation down and i said what and he said i raised my hand and he said i think he's more like martin luther king (laughs) and the professor who was white didn't know what to do was like okay um And they moved on. That's it. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that, he just power. took it away. Yeah. Took that it is away. the power
1: that black America has because yeah. we have been used yes. as the victims. Yeah. As soon as the victims say no more, yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what are you doing? Then you just look like you look crazy. You, you just look crazy. So um, that's really my focus. I think really, and I say you can save America if you save black America first. That, that's why I believe that. Because the left has given so much power to black America. All of its power. It, they're, they're completely dependent on black America.
0: I want to end with this. I saw you speak. I've seen you speak on video before. From the beginning, I've watched you from afar. The difference a year has made with you is remarkable. And I saw you speak, I think, in December of last year. And uh, I sat out in the audience and I just watched you. And uh, I think you are one of the most powerful speakers i've seen and uh i i honestly believe and i'm not going to ask you anything about this but i honestly believe uh if i were the left you're michelle obama uh in spades i mean you're just every hand you're michelle obama you have that kind of power you know culture. You're well spoken. You're smart. You're likable. I can't wait to see what you do with the opportunities you've been dealt and the work that I know you're putting in. You have a very, very long and bright future. I'm excited to see it.
1: That's a that's a really huge compliment coming from you, and uh, you know, just really. For me, it's it's just about I don't want to let people down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let my grandparents down. Um, and I every single day I, you know, I just put in the work. Um, and I know I'm just at the beginning. I mean, you you've been doing this for a long time, and you still have to learn. Um, oh
0: my gosh, read all the time.
1: That's the pressure. We we have to be smarter. Yeah. Uh, we have to be truer, and and we have to we have to work harder. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>